Hello and welcome to the Cat Maste Chronicles podcast. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from pet owners about their projects, businesses and ventures. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, founder of Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with pet owners to chat about their individual journeys and of course, their beloved pets. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Hello and welcome to our 50th episode of the Cat Mass Day Chronicles podcast. This week we are joined by Lucy Jeffrey, founder of Bear Kind, a bamboo sock shop dedicated to helping animal charities. Lucy started Bear Kind in 2018 and in December 2020 she quit her job in banking to run her business full time. Her vision is to have the largest range of animal socks in the world all contributing to saving animals. I mean, this is just amazing and I'm so excited and intrigued to find out more about Lucy and her wonderful business. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining us today, Lucy. I've already told the listeners a little bit about you. So if you could expand on that and tell us a little bit more about yourself, that would be amazing. Yeah, sure thing. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Um, really excited to be here and it's we're in person which is amazing great <laughs> exactly yeah so hi everyone as Michelle said I'm Lucy founder of Bearkind um, I started the company three years ago now because I wanted to do something a bit extra with my life to help save the world because mm. um, I think we can all do our part mm-hmm. and yeah so I was working for a bank at the time and although I enjoyed the job and I loved the team I was working with, I knew it wasn't my kind of vision for what I wanted to do with my own life. So I was just dabbling with, with um, working out what I really wanted to do. Mm. Um, so a bit more about me. So I'm 26. I live in London with my boyfriend and my two bunny rabbits. Mm. Um, I think we'll go into that bit more later. Yes. Um, and yeah, so now I quit I quit my job at the end of last year, which was which was quite huge. Mm.
reducing plastic routes. So mm. I actually started with reusable straws. Mm. That was the year we were kind of all on the hype of like reducing reused plastic. Mm. The, ban, um, the, the, the plastic straw ban, I think that came in maybe last year or year before, but we, we started talking about it a lot in 2018. So I was yeah. like, you know what, there's something I can do here. So I d- dabbled in other products. I've, I've done like recycled t-shirts and things. Okay. Um, but then I landed on the socks and that's where I, that's what I was really excited about. And I actually came up with the, I wanted to do the, the charity profits donation thing first. That's, ah, what, I was like, that's what I want to do. Was, mm, yeah, mm. and then I was like, well, I need a product that fits around this. So it kind of like chicken and egg thing. Um, and I landed on Turtles and started talking to the Turtle Foundation, which is the charity I work with. Um, because because of the reusable straw thing, inadvertently, turtles became a bit of a mascot for me because of that, you know, the plastic mm-hmm. straw the turtle. Yeah, so, yeah, that picture was so popular. I remember right, seeing yeah, it. it went everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I started with turtles, and I think that was when I launched in 2019. Those were Christmas, and they were really popular. People loved the concept, so I was like, you know what, I can do this with other animals. So started expanding the range from there and then obviously 2020 happened to everyone yeah. <laughs> chaos so I actually didn't know what was going to happen with the business I kind of closed it down over the first lockdown okay um, I just shut everything down because it was a bit we don't really knew we didn't know what was yeah, happening yeah um at the time my mum was kind of doing deliveries via the post office right and I was like I don't really want her going to the post office yeah. but we've, we've pivoted to completely like post office free now oh wow amazing um, yeah yeah you can just do it like buy all the labels online and then she just pops to the like a, a parcel box just oh the brilliant perfect yeah ah. um so so yeah so that's where I'm, I'm with it now and it just kind of took off at the end of last year and I was like, oh I could do this full time and yeah now I am <laughs> yes because I was going to say that is such a bold move like in the middle of the pandemic because it was in the pandemic when you quit your job right yeah right so it was when I actually handed my notice in it was lockdown two in November right okay um, so I think it's one of those things that actually Covid kind of forced my hand mm. a bit um I know there was a lot of people who were unfortunate to lose their jobs or be furloughed and there was a lot going mm-hmm. on but I was lucky enough to be in a position where I had a lot of support from my partner and my parents mm-hmm. and I was like yeah, now's the time it's now or never um, anything could happen like look mm-hmm. at the world right now mm-hmm. anything can happen so it kind of I think it jogged me to actually like take that leap. I think that's the same for so many people um, because I've heard like so many people saying that they kind of like started a new venture yeah. or decided to just like quit their job and like focus on their like inverted commas side hustle yeah. um, and make it like a full-time thing and I guess you know it's obviously been such a, a horrible situation for so many people but then again like it's been like the light at the end of the tunnel for so yeah. many people as well and pushed them like you said into making that bold move to start and be courageous and yeah I mean look where you are now this is just yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. And, it, and it is inspiring seeing other people doing yes like, I was I made the decision myself but mm. you saw people who they lost their job yeah and they had no like control over what happened but mm. they're like you know what I'm actually going to do this business full time mm-hmm. now and it's mm-hmm. They're like not looking back. They're like, yeah. this is it now. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, as you said, it's a silver lining that we, we, we were all looking for. Really. Absolutely. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the wonderful animal conservation charities that you work with? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I said uh, previously, Turtle Foundation was the mm. one I first went with. Um, and I have a lot, so I'm not going to list them all. But for it, like the next one I went with was Orangutan Foundation. So they're quite a big charity. So again, yeah. like focus on the conservation of orangutans in Borneo um, and Sumatra. 
Um, yeah, I actually think they've just hit 30 years in, in conservation. Brilliant. So, yeah, they're quite an established one. Mm. Um, but I do have a complete range. I've got, you know, the more established charities and then I've got some, and we'll go into more detail, but the One Bun at a Time, which is my rabbit rescue charity that mm-hmm. I support, they're quite new. I think they actually only registered as a charity last year, but I know oh. they've been operating for a while before that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they're, so it's really nice for me to kind of, support the smaller ones mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm having a much larger impact um, but yeah there's some amazing work going on and I've got more more charities like lined up for the rest of the year all across the world actually there's quite a few that are UK based okay yeah but I'm not you know I don't have to limit myself to just UK charities um, interesting that I've I, I wanted to bring out a koala sock nice. I found it really difficult to find a charity that would work with me I either couldn't really? I don't know whether it's just because they're so far away and it doesn't translate like okay. um, I've not found one yet and uh, I remember the last podcast I did I did a shout out if anyone knows someone in a koala charity I'd be happily put in touch so yeah I mean we have people who listen from Australia so yeah, absolutely guys if you have contacts with koala I actually would love to do an Australian animal range one day yes uh, yeah, it'd be really cool um, so yeah if you have contacts I'd love to get, get in touch um, and you know support the koalas and I can imagine like a little bamboo picture oh, as so well cute. with koala yeah, yeah that would be yeah. so cute oh my gosh well, you know, you heard it here first, guys. Like, if you know anyone, please get in touch because that would be such a cute design. Yeah. Um, I know it's a tough choice, but do you have a favourite sock design that you've created so far? Well, I think close to my heart is the rabbit socks because yeah. they're my girls. And I, it's a white rabbit on the sock. And that was my, like, rabbit growing up. Really. Ah. I just loved them so much. So it was kind of based on him. Mm. and like my girls now so that's close to my heart mm. I'm, I'm actually wearing them today I've got my hedgehog, so- hedgehog socks on they've mm. been very popular I do really like them um, but I've got panda ones coming up that's, I haven't actually released Ooh. them to anyone yet so that's a little exclusive for you they, uh, they look sick I've had samples and I'm really like proud of those ones so oh, I can't wait they'll be coming in August, September time really excited those. <laughs> pandas are so popular as well like you often yes. see like so many socks or clothing with yes. pandas on because they're yeah. so cute yeah, as well oh and there's so many charities as well um, yes yeah, yeah for pandas so cute um it was so nice to find out that your socks are ethically produced in a family-run factory in istanbul turkey Firstly, how did you find this factory and what provisions are put in place to ensure that everything is fair and difficult? Yeah, no, good question. So mm. I, it was a while ago that I actually found the factory, so I'm pretty sure that I was just kind of Googling around. Okay. Just, you know, just literally stock factories in like different areas. Mm-hmm. I did actually look for ones based in the UK first, but found it hard to find ones that actually did bamboo like mm. it's still like fairly new to the market mm. and, you know this was a couple of years ago that I was looking as well um and also it needed to be a minimum order quantities that I could afford to do of course. And it's quite a like big um market and mm. I think that you know you can get into the hundreds of thousands oh wow really. so um when I found this particular factory they would they just had great communication like mm. from the off we kind of understood what our like vision was like they, they you know they did their research they looked at my website and were like we really love what you're doing with nice. the socks and maybe just really great sales from them but I was yeah. just like do you know what I just appreciate that you're kind of looking at me as a, like a relationship exactly just, like, exactly that's so important 
so yeah, important yeah. that you have that connection because I have heard like other people and unfortunately there's been some horror stories you know yeah. where you know the they've they've chosen a factory and then that factory has allowed other people to kind of like copy that idea oh, as well yeah. yeah yeah no it's 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 good that I kind of have that level of trust in yes and you know, we've worked together a couple of years I, I work with the same guy the whole time so nice. I know him really well um, and yeah, they've been brilliant. And, and in terms of the, making sure it's kind of like fair yes. and ethical, right from the start, I asked to see their kind of audits. And Amazing. Like, you know, what information do they have yeah. for me to have a look at? Yeah. Um, and they're, yeah, fully audited. Um, I think it's BSCI and SEDEX. Okay. I can tell you what the acronyms are, but that's like official audit <laughs> okay. language. And I could just read through the reports and see like, okay, fair wage, fair hours, brilliant. no excessive overtime, like no one under the age of 18. Yeah. Like it's all in writing in black and white and that just made me feel much safer in knowing what's going on in that factory and uh you know the fact that it's gone through official procedures mm-hmm. um, that was really helpful but again it was the communication from the start like mm-hmm. it was it was easy to extract that information yeah uh which made me feel a lot com- more comfortable with my decision to go with them and it, it's family run as well is that right yeah so it's like third generation so oh amazing yeah, I, mean, I actually don't know how long it's been running but obviously it's obviously a good few years yeah yeah, yeah. um so yeah so actually I, I mean off the top of my head I can't remember how many employees they've got um but I'm assuming it's quite like a fairly large factory okay they, they do work with quite a few different businesses uh, but yeah once co- I want to go and visit so yes. once you come kind of done we can get over there well they've been Turkey's been struggling recently with lockdowns and stuff mm. so I yeah I know I love Turkey I love visiting there it's amazing you need to and everybody is so hospitable and just amazing I spent a month there so on an artist um, residency program yeah and it was in a small village and like I definitely want to go back as well because everyone was just so nice and it's very creative there so you'd probably really like it as well (laughs) and update your Instagram as well we'd love to see like your journey and yeah yeah, that would be fantastic exactly exactly so we can really see you know where the socks come from and their their journey and that would be yeah fantastic to see um so was there any setbacks or challenges you faced when starting your business? I know it can be pretty tough at first. I actually think the starting of it is fairly straightforward. Okay. Like it's, it's hard work, but I think we're lucky in this country, like it is straightforward to start a business, like if you have the know-how. And, mm. and it's a lot of it's common sense. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's the persisting with it and you know, mm. actually growing it. That's hard, like mm. getting traction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was you know I was working full time so yeah. I didn't have the risk I didn't have the worry um, I think now it's a case of there's the, the more the challenges are things like cash flow yeah you know, and like I, I want to make sure I'm prepared for Christmas you know, okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah and I'm like right I know I need a lot of stock but I don't have the cash for the stock so you know I'm going through the process of you know uh, getting bank loans yeah funding like mm. um so yeah not not i've been up with nothing that's a proper setback okay um but there's definitely i actually think the hardest thing is managing your own energy and motivation mm. which i'm sure a lot of people can relate to yes um that's just a case of no my business is literally like in my head so all the time about, yeah, yeah. So it's a real roller coaster in, in that especially 
during lockdown, like, you know, you're working from home, burnout is rife at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it's day in forever. So <laughs> that's, I think that's the biggest challenge that, to going through at the moment. And that's yes. always going to be there. It's just how you, like, make the most of managing it mm-hmm. and starting to... Um, starting to realise your own triggers as well because I've realised you know you, you actually need to have time off before you burn out. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But don't you think when it's something you're passionate about, it just feels a little bit easier and you don't mind yeah. putting in that work and the I hours? I threw myself into it. So yeah. When I first quit, I was all go and I was loving it. And I was mm. about three months in and I was like, that's when I hit back because I've just been working all the time because yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. And then I've started like enjoying it less and I was like, oh no, if I made a mistake, like. I, you know, it was maybe just honeymoon period. But no, it's, it's there now. It's just, just yeah. what it is. You, yeah. know, you need to take a break. But it's good that you recognise that because I feel like a lot of people struggle to recognise it yeah. and they just think this is just normal and this is how I should feel. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah. you know, self-care is so important and that's something I personally learned in my business as well. Um, I think it's at the start, like around the same period as you, when you kind of like start and really go for it yeah. and then you're like, wow, like this is crazy. I feel like so low right now and I'm struggling and I can't do all of this by myself. Yeah. And I need other people to help me. I need to get like external people to join or or something like that. But then I think once you take that time out and slowly, I think it's about like slowly progressing. I think yeah. there's no rush to do anything because slow and steady wins the race all the time. So it's just about managing those hurdles and, you know, not putting so much pressure on yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's very hard to switch off when it's your own business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so exciting. And you mm. just want it to do well. Um, but it is about taking that time. Like today, like I'm, I'm so glad to be out and about for once. And yes. I'm meeting a friend for lunch and we're spending nice. the day together. And then I'm off next week. And although, yeah, you have to kind of touch base with business every day because it's just the nature of it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's making sure you do take that time. And again, having those conversations because, yeah, you don't realise you're burnt out. And actually, I realised because I have a mentor. Okay. Um, and I was kind of talking to her and I was, I'm not normally a procrastinator. I'm usually quite focused. Yeah. And I was speaking to her and I was like, I can't stop procrastinating. I've never mm. had this before. And she was like, you are burnt out. Okay. You've not taken time off. I was like, oh. And do you know what? It took someone else recognising it. Yes. For me to recognise mm. it. And I think, you know, that will help me in the future. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's having those conversations with people, I think, really helps. Yeah, so I was going to say, if anyone was thinking about setting up a product-based business, what advice would you give that, like, a new startup? I'm guessing it would be a mentor as well. That helps. Yeah, yeah. Asking for help. Asking for help. Okay. Just ask anyone for help. Like, Mm. now and then I'll have someone drop in on my LinkedIn or something and they just want to have a chat. I don't think I'm big enough for that to happen a lot yet, but I am happy to have those conversations with people. So there are also other people out there happy to support yeah. you yeah um, it's not about doing it all by yourself like I'm a solo founder but I, I rely on my friends and family for a lot of support um product business specifically mm. I would say try and avoid being a perfectionist okay yeah, it's because you know I've gone through like a few ranges of different products so you know my turtle socks have kind of gone through like a few different color changes like nothing that anyone would notice but you know, you can't launch the perfect product mm. and expect people to just jump on it. You, yeah. you want to test it. You yeah. want to iterate. You, you, I think I read somewhere that your business should be 50% of that gaining traction, 50% product development. If you okay. spend all your time developing a product and not any time on traction, you're going to launch a product that you love and you think is perfect mm. and no one cares. Yeah, You've got to kind of balance it and, you know, get people excited, but also, you know, you, you've got to, 
balance working on the product and bringing the people in mm. and you know it doesn't happen straight away yeah I think so it's about like keeping going uh yeah iterating improving the products going and listening to your customers because mm. they will have a different opinion to you exactly um, you know I have my favorite socks other ones that maybe the orangutans have been my most popular and I personally I didn't I wasn't sure of the design when I first launched it but I was like we'll just go with it and it's been the most popular one so wow exactly Listening to your customers is, is really important. Yeah, yeah. That, that early feedback. Yeah, because I think we can be so self-critical, can't we? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> You're so close to it. That's yeah. I've had that. Um, I've recently hired someone to help with my like, marketing and social media. Mm. They were talking about, like, oh, we should post this with this colour. How does this background look? Nice. I'll spend ages on it and then realise, actually... Your, people are just flicking through yeah. it's 10 seconds of their time we're yeah. so close to it that you know again it's that perfectionism thing mm-hmm. actually just you know just go for it yeah yeah I, I agree I think you know once you do just have that kind of mindset it just becomes so much easier as well so much quicker Mm. um but yeah how do you test do you like just hand out like a bunch of socks to your family and friends and like ask them what they think um so when i like i draw the designs and then i can kind of map them up on photoshop to get an idea of the colorways nice so and i i'm not very good at putting colors together so i rely heavily on my friends for this. okay so i kind of go i've been doing it this week actually I go to and say, <laughs> like i honestly have no idea even where to start this one guys suggesting colors nice i'll put it together and they're like yes or no okay. they've been so great with that. yeah um but then i yeah so then i get samples done um, and it's yeah, it's just a case of kind of showing my friends, and uh, they're, they're super supportive, and they're like, yeah, we yeah, we really like them, and I think, and I'll just bring it to market and see yeah. how it goes. Like, I've, I've been lucky so far that they've all been fairly popular, yeah, um, and because it's a sock as well, it's quite easy to kind of get right. Like, you don't have to worry too much about the sizing. That's it's true. A case of, you know, people either like the animal or they like a different animal. Yeah. As you said, you know, we were talking about it earlier. If, you, if you're in the animal lover's field, there's mm. such a huge community of people that just want to support their favourite animal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, so far, it's just a case of just bringing out as many animals as possible and seeing how they go. Do you have any cat ones? Not yet. I've got big cat ones. I've okay. One, and I want to do like, tigers and lions. Yes. But yeah, I want to do the rest the full rescue range yeah oh that would be amazing i just say yes to everyone i'm like go i will get there yeah it's just a case of actually sitting down and drawing yes yeah and then you know the cash for it as well yeah of course i mean but look how far you've come wow you've done so many already so yeah well done and also recently it was the third birthday of your company congratulations I saw that in your post, you mentioned that this was the first month you've ever taken a salary. And that must have been quite challenging. I know we touched on it earlier, but like, how did you manage this? Yeah, so I mean, in the early days, no way would I have taken a salary from it. Just, but it was just almost like a side project. Yeah, but I was working full time. So yeah, it wasn't okay. For that purpose. So, yeah, you know, that was I was in that lucky position. Yeah, and then you know when I was having the discussions with my partner about quitting to do the company, I was like, it was a calculated risk. Okay, I knew I could survive X, like, yeah. X amount of months on yeah. savings. My, my partner has been very supportive. I honestly didn't think I'd be taking a salary this early. I almost kind of envisioned like doing a year yeah like, no salary type thing I was like I just want to throw it all back into the business but now I've like hired an accountant and they've been like you know this is taking a salary is important because you take that and then obviously it's like tax efficiencies and things like that I was like oh okay so I was you know pleasantly surprised to take a salary I mean it's not much I've 
but I, you know, I'm lucky to have support something. From, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it was such a like joyous moment because it was like this is purely from something I've built. Mm. Like there was just oh, that was. I'm, it feels good, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got a taste for it now. Yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Onwards and upwards. Um, I love that your mum has been a big part of yeah. this and able to support your business journey. What are the, some of the things that she helps you with? Yeah, so she's my head of operations. That's nice. Yeah, so it was, I'm trying to think when she first started. It was just, it was a Christmas. It must have been Christmas 2018. Okay. I'm now. Yeah, that she, I, we went to Japan for Christmas. Oh, nice. I need, I just, it obviously is my biggest time of the year. So I was like, oh, can you take over for like a couple of weeks? Um, she was one, really good at it. Okay. And two, actually like quite enjoyed it. Mm. Um, so she carried on doing it. And now it's got like, bigger um, and yeah I'm paying her now she's like properly like a part of the That's nice. day-to-day operations yeah. um, it, there will come a time where it's too big for her to handle because it's, 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 it's border I think it'll be borderline over Christmas it's fine now and we had like a really busy when I launched my new range of socks I went down to help and okay it was so so busy like, wow um, packing orders all day and I was like this is fun and it's a very satisfying part of the business, yeah. but it's, you know, it's manageable up until a point and I don't want it to take over her life. So yes. we've kind of, you know, we discuss it now and then, but she's, she's, she's adamant that she wants to see out at least one Christmas. <laughs> oh. um, and yeah, she's really good. At, she's got an eye for, eye for the detail, which I don't have. Brilliant. Like she is genuinely very, very good at it. Um, very efficient. And, you know, she's made friends with like the postman at the road. Oh, nice. So she's got her own little like network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's yeah. brilliant. Um, and now that your business is growing, um, you're expanding and building a team as well. You mentioned earlier that you um, just uh, brought someone onto your team. So can you tell us a bit more about some of the other people involved and what they do? Yeah, so Jess has joined me. She joined at the start of May and she's been mm. so good. Okay. Um, I hired her through the government Kickstarter program. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, so for people who don't know much about that, it's, mm. like it's a fairly new scheme and it's about getting 18 to 25 year olds who can't find work they're on universal credit it's about getting them into into jobs oh brilliant she's on a six-month placement with me i pay her and then the government reimburses me for that and there's also money for her development it's Ah. it's also such a good scheme and like i mean i had control over the hiring um, um, procedures so that you know i'm interviewing as i normally would and it's my decision um but yeah i'm so glad i brought her on she's been brilliant she's very skilled photographer so she's been doing lots of product shots so my like photo game has gone like off the wall amazing before i just you know i take some photos of my socks on the floor but she's actually you know she's got her girlfriend involved and amazing doing like proper photo shoots and it's really cool um so i've got her and then i've got um a lady called bushwa joining me in a few weeks she's still at uni um, so she's studying exams at the moment. When she's done, she's going to join me on like a summer internship program. Okay. Um, again, through Warwick University, and they actually provide her salary for those like six weeks that she's she's with me. So, That's excellent. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, so they offer that kind of support. Wow. Um, and already, you know, I've had a few like catch ups with her while she's studying to see how she's getting on. And she's super keen, super like willing to get involved. So 
I'm excited to have like a proper little team going. Yeah, it's so nice for me as well. Because working on my own, it's very hard to come up with ideas mm-hmm. and get the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, having someone to speak to every day it sounds a bit sad. It's just nice to have no. someone to talk to. Of course, <laughs> it is, especially like during the lockdown. You know, yes. when we were all isolating. Yeah. So it is nice to have other people to kind of like bounce ideas exactly. off of and yeah. you know get them involved. And it feels fulfilling, like you're actually helping someone and you provided jobs. This exactly. is amazing. Yeah, it is. No, it's yeah, but what both ways and it's you know I mean she's been telling me she's enjoying it she yeah. seems to be as well so yeah. It's, yeah it's nice to be able to have that kind of connection with someone yeah oh brilliant um what animal designs are you yet to design or do you have any ideas in mind for any upcoming animals um to put on tops so many really yeah because yeah. I get people message me all the time oh. which is great this is what I ask for to say oh can you do this animal or this animal or like oh. people actually email me charity yeah. suggestions oh okay um, which I really welcome oh, okay I'm amazing happy to, you know happy bring message me. um so yeah cats has got me one more day, yes at the moment like literally this week I'm working on a jungle range um, Brilliant. so I haven't finalised which animals will be part of this but the plan is to have you know this is you know about protecting the habitat the rainforest there's various different projects all these animals you know are a part of um, with a particular like rainforest charity and then it will be like a range of you know jungle animals mm. um, and yeah I want to go down the rescue range I'm going to be releasing pug socks <gasps> Cute. for like, a rescue rescue dog chat it's called pause to rescue um and they rescue street dogs in romania you know gives them vet care and yeah. find them at home in the uk um so i'm doing kind of pug socks i'll see how well they go and then obviously there's a couple of so many dogs things that i could do after that yes um so yeah but honestly i've got like a list as long as my arm <laughs> yeah. do you have any like dream charities that you'd really love to collaborate with um not none, none specifically. Okay. I mean, obviously, like the koala, like a koala charity would be nice. Yes. Of course. Like a, um, a Australian range. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I hadn't. There's, there's none that I'm like. Yes, they're my like golden yeah. charity. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just yeah. nice to have that range, as I said earlier. You know, I've got more established charities, yes. larger charities, but and then the small, the smaller ones. Mm. I just yeah. There's something about them. Like I'd love to go and visit them and you know see what's going yes. on and, you know, have more of a connection with them which I just you know it's just all over email yeah 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 exactly you could build those kind of like networks and connections exactly. in different yeah, places yeah, yeah. and it would be so good to you for you to see the development of the charities and what Absolutely. your profits are doing to help as well yeah, yeah. that would be so to, cool I'd love to go and do like a volunteering holiday mm. or something you know like the orangutan ones and then they do trips in Borneo and my penguin charity they're in South Africa Okay. Oh, I want to go and see the penguins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's that's the goal. One day is to do like, almost like a world trip, just going around and seeing like. Ugh. Once I've got big enough to be like really having an impact, I'd like yeah. to go around and be like, oh, guys, this is this is what we've achieved. That's like, so cool. That's really cool. Um. So what's next on the cards for you? Where do you see? I mean, that's next, I guess. Where you see your business going in the next five to ten years? That would be yeah. That would yeah. be an amazing trip. Yes. Um, it's it's grown a lot quicker than I thought it would. So mm. each time I have to kind of rethink where I'm going in five years because mm. I'm like, okay, I actually could push it harder and go bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner with his job will probably be abroad somewhere in the okay. next like few years. So ideally, yeah. I'd like to get the company in a position where it almost runs itself. Like mm. it's, it's mm. quite fairly self sufficient as long mm. as I'm like you know, growing it. 
but that means I can kind of take it abroad. Exactly. Wherever we go, maybe I'll start an operation there. Um, I don't know, the world's my oyster at this point, but it is exciting yeah. to have this like flexibility. And, exactly. If, it, if I have an idea, it's my idea to run with, mm. to do it. Mm. Um, so it's a roundabout way of saying I don't actually know, but I just, I hope growth, I hope more animals, more charity. Yes. Maybe even a physical shop one day. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I can't imagine going fully into, like, you know, a range of brick and mortar, like, okay. you know, like a chain. Okay, But I'd love yeah. to do either, like, pop-ups yes. or this flagship one where it's, like, this is where people come to see them in person. And mm. floor to ceiling, socks, everywhere. So cool. Like, that's, you know, I've got, you know, hundreds of different designs. Almost like, like a gallery. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Wow. And you can wow. see the charities are, like, represented in oh my gosh I can envision it now like I can really see it that would be so cool like please like keep me posted let's stay in touch because I'll be there um you've kindly offered our listeners a 10% discount on your website and I'll definitely be taking you up on that offer um can you tell the listeners how they can redeem this and what they can buy yeah, so the discount is Catmaster 10. Thank you. So that will get you 10% off on the entire store, socks, everything else on the nice. store as well. Um, yeah, it's just a case of just having that code and when you check out, you'll be able to put it in a little box. Um, but obviously, you know, any issues, just, just getting getting contact. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, so, you know, maybe save it for Christmas when I'm going to be having lots of, lots of different ranges. Yes. Yeah, that, that code will be live for Amazing. So, oh, yeah. thank you so much. Um, so now moving on to my favourite part of the show, which is pets. So can you tell us a bit more about your life and journey with pets so far? So I've grown up around cats. That's okay. What and my parents have always had cats. So, ah. you know, we've had a couple growing up and they've still got Tabitha and Pippi who are near, I think they're nearly 14 now. Amazing. So, yeah, they've had them a long time. <laughs> um, so I've always grown up with cats and then we started, I think we had... We had two goldfish who I named Fish and Joe. <laughs> nice, creative. <laughs> um, and then we kind of, you know, we had a couple of hamsters. Okay. Um, and then we got a rabbit. Mm. Um, so we had Charlie for a few years. And then Brim, who was like literally the love of my life. Yeah, that's the white rabbit. The white rabbit. Oh. And, yeah, I loved him. Um, he was the best little rabbit. Um, I really loved him. So yeah, so but he was about seven when we lost him. So I hadn't had, I had never had my own pet that was like not a family one. Yeah, yeah. So I'd wanted my own rabbits for ages and ages. And then yeah, we got Freya and Loki last year. So it was March, April time. So again, I, if they weren't like lockdown pets in inverted commas because I'd wanted them for a exactly. Time. They weren't on a whim. Yeah, I'd thought about it. Um, it just made sense because we were both working from home and I was like, I would love to have rabbits around the flat right now. It would be amazing. Um, so, yeah, just yeah, made that decision and have not looked back. I literally <laughs> can't imagine my lives without them now. Were they rescues? They weren't rescues. I, you know, I'd always say, like, I would love to rescue animals and I think mm. I would in the future. Um, but because they're indoor only and also the COVID situation, mm. I was like, I'm not sure the situation is with getting someone to kind of look at the flat. Oh, right, yeah. Re- I was yeah. looking for rescues as well. Yeah. I wanted to rescue all of them. Yeah, um, of course. But a lot of them were like, they need outside space, uh, which we don't have. But honestly, it's not bad for their well-being because we've got like a fairly spacious flat and they're free to roam all the time. Yeah. Um, so they have plenty of space. They wouldn't really know any different. Mm. We have taken them home to mum and dad's before and they've been out in the grass. Okay. But they didn't 
seemed to be fussed by it. Yeah. Um, you know, we tried to put them in a rhyme because mm. obviously we can't just have a moose in the garden. They hated it. They hated the rhyme because they're never in a cage. So uh, as soon as you put them in a the rhyme, they would just bite in the bars and they would try to like, right. each other. So, um, yeah, they're, they're spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're so cute as well. I love that you've got a picture of them on, on your website as well. Oh, yeah. So cute. <laughs> um, so they're a huge part of your business operations, actually, and motivation, I guess, for what you do. So can you tell us a little bit more about Loki and Freya and what their personalities are like? Uh, I just, I think people who don't really know about rabbits don't yeah. realise how much of a personality they have. They do. Yeah, and do you know what? Because so Loki, so they're named after um, Norse mythology. So ah. Loki is actually the god of mischief. So mm. although she's a girl, but, you know, um, and they just live up to their names. So, really? Like, Freya is goddess of, like, beauty and gold or something. So uh-huh. She's super precious. Like, she's she's very, very beautiful as a rabbit. Like, she's got gorgeous ginger fur. And nice. she's just very gentle and, like, prim and proper. Whereas Loki <laughs> is just chaos. <laughs> she's just, she's so naughty. Um, and she's a bit of a, she can be a little bit of a bully with Freya sometimes. Okay. She's a bit like, I'm boss. Yeah. Um, so it is very funny, like, watching them. And they're like, own little rabbit world. Yeah. Like, just going about their day. They've got no idea what's happening on outside like um and yeah but they, yeah they can be very naughty that's the thing with rabbits you can't like discipline them like rabbits chew it's yeah. kind of up to us yeah um and oh god this morning my partner realized that one of his brand new like really nice long sleeve tops had been like chewed that's so, just their instinct exactly, isn't it yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like with a dog, it's a discipline. Yeah, train. Yeah. Rabbits chew. So, yeah. you know, like, if you leave wires around, they'll chew. Yeah. So that's, you know, just something to bear in mind. Yes. Yeah, we actually, so even though we're a cat sitting company, we do look after rabbits oh, sometimes okay. as well. So there was this rabbit that I was looking after. And like, I was just so surprised because I didn't really know much about rabbits either because yeah. I'd grown up around cats and I yeah. hadn't really had a rabbit. My cousin, one of my cousins had a rabbit, but I didn't really go to the house often enough to know you know, the behaviours and the personalities of rabbits. But this rabbit came and sat next to me and we watched Netflix together. It was so, so cute. cute. See, I wish mine would do that. They're, oh. you know, they will have packs and, like, cuddles a little bit and yeah. they will suffer me, like, smother me. Like yeah. That. But for the most part, it really depends on the rabbit, but my two won't, like, come and sit next to you for, like, if you lie on the floor, they'll come and, like, jump over okay. you. Okay. They're quite happy having their own space. Uh-huh. I think that's where... You see a lot of rabbits in rescues. Yes. Because I think people assume they're a fairly easy pet or a good, you know, starter pet for kids. Mm. They're actually not a great pet for kids yeah. because they take a lot of looking after and they're not, like, cuddly. Okay, yeah. It's, I guess, a standard rule that they don't really like being picked up. Mm. You will get rabbits that are fine with it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, kids want to smother their pets exactly. and cuddles. That's normal. Yeah. Rabbits aren't great for that. And so they get bored of them very quickly mm. and then they're just left in a hutch. Mm. Uh, yeah, so. It's sad. Uh, it's sad. There's a lot to consider with any animal. But exactly. yeah, definitely. It's I'm glad that we're talking about this because we haven't really had many um, bunny owners on before. So it's really interesting to hear, you know, your advice and point of view. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I discovered you on Facebook mm. because I saw quite an alarming post um, about a bunny being abandoned, sadly, in a local park. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that story and you know how you yeah, were involved? Absolutely. So, yeah, it was a few weeks ago. So this was in my, like, local Facebook group. Yeah. Um, someone had posted a picture saying anyone lost their rabbit is just kind of loose in, like, the local field. Yeah. It's quite clearly a domestic rabbit. Mm. Like, it's very obvious. Yeah. It's white and ginger. 
years ago. So I wasn't actually there at the time. I was in Kent with Mum doing sock stuff, mm. but I was keeping an eye on the post. There were people jumping on it, being like, "I'll go and catch it. Like it's fine. I've got like a, a carrier case and stuff. Nice. I'll go and bring it in." I think they struggled to to start with. They lost it. I think it must have been out there for one Scared. or two Scared. Yeah, poor thing. Mm. Um, I like to think that it was having a good time. <laughs> yeah. you know, people and there were a couple of people commenting saying it's a rabbit. Like let it live its life in the wild. Oh like, no, rabbits are not made. For yeah, life. <laughs> yeah. Just to put that out there. Um, thankfully, because I said like I will come back if you haven't caught it, I'll come back and help. But thankfully, someone managed to get a hold of it. Oh, brilliant! And they took it in. As far as, far as I'm aware, they were actually going to keep it as well. Um, I think they were taking it to the vets and stuff. I didn't see an update on that. But what I'd missed is someone had like the previous week they were posting about giving their rabbits up. Yeah, and I saw it, that. Yeah, suspiciously looked like the, the same, same rabbit. rabbit. So I think they actually reported those people. Yeah, good. Yeah. Awful. Like, don't, don't let your pet moose in the wild. Like just because it's a rabbit. Exactly. And you see rabbits in the wild. Like they've got so many cares and needs. They will not survive. They yeah. Just, they just won't survive. Um, so it was. It was sad, but happy ending. Yes. You know, it has a home now, and it apparently like was flopping and having a great time once it was in its new home. So Aww. don't think it was traumatized too much. Yeah. We just had a bit of an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like Peter. Uh, a little bit like Peter Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that must happen on quite a regular basis, though, um, with people. Kind yeah, of like so, where I, so my rabbit's sock supports one bug yes. at a time. So it's, I'm in this Facebook group. That's where they have loads of volunteers. Okay. Um, the way the charity works is they say, like, they can see either rabbits in bad conditions and that people are trying to sell them or right. give them up. And all these volunteers will, will go and pick them up. They will mm. find a rescue charity. They will foster them. You know, mm. they'll just, they're kind of shipping rabbits around the UK trying to mm. find space for them. And there's just so many. There's the, 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 the rescues are all full. Oh, um, wow. It's very hard to find space. So you'll get these amazing volunteers, you know, offer to foster the rabbits, hold them overnight and things yeah. like that. But yeah, there's there's a stupid amount of people who are letting their rabbits loose. Um, I just, like, I look at my two and I think, how can you just mm. let your pet loose? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd literally be devastated if I lost either one of them. Um, so yeah, please don't do that. It's not, it's not, it's not fair. Like, your, your rabbit is relying on you yes. as a person. Right? Mm-hmm. And if, if having a pet is, you know, not for you, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it on a whim. Like, yeah. You've got to think about their needs as well like it's not just there for you just for a bit of fun do you yeah exactly do you think that maybe breeders should be a little bit more responsible about who they yeah because it's it's quite common to have like people just breed like literally they breed like rabbits right yeah exactly i think they kind of churn through them and you do see irresponsible behavior Mm. and it's it's hard to i think it's very hard to clamp down on it's hard Mm. to monitor Mm. and you know i mean again in this charity group you see where they've gone and done full-scale rescues at breeders they've got got too many rabbits they're like in bad conditions um it's really sad to see and i think and it gets out of hand yeah yeah it's this i think there is quite a lot of irresponsible breeding going around which is very sad it is sad um what would what do you love so much about bunnies and why would you recommend them as a pet and who do you think would you know what kind of person would be the best person to have a bunny or adopt a bunny they're just so peaceful and happy like i just i get such joy from just being around them like they're just they're in their own little world just they, you know they don't care about like who you are mm. like you know they you know they have needs and it's quite nice that they, you know it's nice to have a little fluff that's mm-hmm. on you. You've got mm-hmm. to get up and you've got to feed them and clean them and, Cage, and, yeah. and you know, mm-hmm. care for them. 
them. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just a really nice feeling. Um, and I've just always loved rabbits. I mean, I'm a big big fan of all animals. I'll happily have cats and dogs one day as well. But just, you know, we're in a flat. Yes. Um, yeah, I think in terms of, like, who would be right for looking after a rabbit, mm. um, you need to have the space for them. Yeah. Like, I think it's it's a common misconception that rabbits are kept in hutches. And yes. It's come from, like, where rabbits were bred for meat and just kept in hutches. Right. Like, they're not meant to be. Like, look at rabbits in the wild. Mm. They have boundless Freedom, space, yeah. Exactly. Um, so they need lots of space. You know, if they do have to be kept in a hutch or something overnight, mm. they should have enough space to kind of stand up and be able to, you know, access to a exactly. run at all times and things. So you need the space. Um, the time as well. Like, I mean, they're quite easy to look after, mm. like, once you're into the routine of it because they're quite, you know, you don't need to take them for a walk or anything. Like, you just let them live their life. But, you know, you need to be there in the morning and evening to feed them. But during the day... You know, actually, if we were out all day, they wouldn't mind. Like, it's not like they're coming running to the door when we get home. They don't really notice. Yeah, they're yeah. Unless we've got food, they're a bit fickle. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're so actually they're quite a good pet if you do have to work all day. So okay. A dog that you can't really leave home yes, with. exactly. Um, because they're more active like at night and in the morning. Mm. So it's actually quite nice for you if you know they're just sleeping all day. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, they can, I think a lot of people would say, you know, they might have had a bad experience with a rabbit that's a bit bitey or oh, okay. aggressive. The ra rabbits aren't born that way. That's mm, how we've looked after yeah, them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've cared for them so well, like from the start. Mm. And, you know, you try and cuddle them and, you know, they, Show don't, them that they don't bite me. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. not aggressive in the slightest. So it's, it's honestly how you look after it's them. It's true. Yeah. yeah, animals respond to, you know, how you treat them, exactly. just the same as people. So, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and would you say that your bunnies, I mean, you know, it's a no-brainer, but have your bunnies contributed to your well-being? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's been a tough year on everyone. Mm. And I think just having that presence in the flat mm. is so, like, I just sit and watch them. It just makes me so happy. <laughs> And it's this, as I said before, this like having to look after something. Mm. It's that, you know, it's your routine, you have to get up. It's the first thing I do in the morning. Is exactly. Go, like, go and say hello to them. Yeah. Almost gives you purpose as well. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, that's so cute. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I'm so excited for your business and where thank it's you. going. And I can't wait to buy some socks. <laughs> um, and I hope you find a koala um, charity oh, yeah, soon. Yeah, yes. Um, but lastly, if our listeners want to find out more about you, your um, store online, where can they find you? So my website is bearkind.co.uk. Um, I'm mainly on Instagram, so okay. which is bear underscore kind eight. Um, or yeah, again, as I said before, like I love having people drop me emails about like charities. Amazing. Or to work mm. with. So I'm on Lucy Jeffrey at bearkind.co.uk. You know, happy to hear from everyone. Like, you know, just have, drop me an email, we can have a chat. I love it. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Lucy. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. you Goodbye. Too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We have some amazing guests on the show who share such invaluable advice, stories and inspiration. Can you do me a favour? If you like this podcast, please could you rate, review and subscribe. This will help us reach people who can benefit from listening. Another way you could help is if you could tell a friend who you think might enjoy this podcast too. 
See you next week. Goodbye.